Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I wanted to be in Buffalo regardless. If we were getting paid in candy, it'd be even better. I'll stay in Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't be that hard. It wouldn't be that hard for me. If we were getting paid in candy, I'd be like, hey, I'll stay here for the rest of my life if I can. Give me... You know, your top two or three candies that, that you like. I like Nestle Crunch okay. with pretzels. What? If they were going to pay me in candy, just send me cases of chocolate-covered pretzels. That is awesome. So that's my that's my homemade chocolate-covered pretzel. Okay. I get some chocolate, and I eat a pretzel all right. because if I go buy chocolate-covered pretzels, I eat the whole damn pack right away. Okay, all right. So now I know what to get you for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Hey, Chris, that's a good look for you. I, I like it. I actually think that's pretty good, too. I agree. I, I mean, and I think it's a good one for you there, too, Oompa Loompa. It's very nice if, of if, you. <laughs> if we actually were one of those shows that had Halloween costumes, I think we would have found our costumes for 2021. Yeah, yeah. Other shows do it, we don't. Gene Wilder, um, who I believe has, has passed away in the last two years, but, yes. but when... Um, I saw him once in person a few years ago, Mike, in the grocery store. I had just moved to town here in Connecticut, and I was walking around. I was getting like a sandwich made at like the deli or whatever, and this older gentleman was kind of shuffling around me and doing this stuff, and I kind of looked over, and I was like, holy crap, there's Willy Wonka. I mean, that's really – I couldn't think of his name. All I thought of is this Willy Wonka is right next to me. This is amazing. Uh, but that that was my moment. Did with him. did you did you start singing the Oompa Loompa song? I could see you going up to him with that 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 <laughs> that smile that that you can get away with anything with that kind of he, devilish he, Roger Goodell's yeah. evil twin brother grin. And so I go Oompa Loompa <laughs> Doompa Dee Do. Did you do that? I did not. And, and I'm not like uh, above that kind of actions that you're talking <laughs> about. I'm not going to deny that. But he was at the you know he was he was old to the point where I didn't feel like I could go over there and make a whole lot of jokes with him or do that. I kind of just let him do his thing, but it was cool to see him in person nonetheless. Legend. Did you say to him, hey, old timer? Hey, old timer. Hey, you know what? You look kind of <laughs> old, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. That's very good. Uh, uh, but yeah, have you did, listen, that was uh, Thursday, I think we talked about the chocolate-covered pretzels and, and uh, <laughs> one, of our, one of our regular viewers pointed out the worst candy that anyone should even contemplate eating would be the black jelly beans and there's a oh, great episode of the office gross. where dwight's eating black jelly beans it's just disgusting but did you try a chocolate covered pretzel no, this weekend no and i'm not doing it either i'm not it's not happening anytime soon in fact i'm so shocked wait, wait. have you eaten chocolate have you ever eaten chocolate of course yes have you ever have you ever eaten a pretzel yes they're gr- a pretzel why would great. you why would why would you refuse to try the combination why, why would you refuse because it's not like, like you hate one but I just know salt and sweet like that, I don't like that. I like to separate my salts and my sweets, okay? They don't go together. Salt goes with salt and salty foods. Sweet goes with sugar and sweet. I don't like to mix them together, all right? It's not happening. Sorry. All right, well, uh, typically it's salt and salt on this program, but uh, nothing to really be salty about this morning. We had a fun first hour breaking down the 
blockbuster trades from Friday from every team's angle and from the angle of Jimmy Garoppolo, who may be a man without a team before too long. Trevor Lawrence eventually will have a team in the NFL, and it likely will be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's Urban Meyer from the Peter King podcast talking about whether Lawrence will indeed be the first overall pick in the draft. Is there any real mystery that you're picking Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I'd have to say that's the direction we're going, and, and uh, I'll leave that up to the owner when we make that decision official. But I, I'm certainly not stepping out of line, and that's certainly the direction we're headed. I, I think that Urban has gotten the unofficial memo to not say anything that would in any way undermine the ultimate reality show about nothing. You know, there was a time back before the rookie wage scale when these contracts took five minutes to negotiate because right. everything's set in stone ahead of time where teams would actually sign the first overall pick before the draft. So what does it do? It completely removes the first pick in the draft of any mystery, drama, tension. So I think the NFL makes it clear to the owners and the owners make it clear to their employees. We will not in any way, shape, or form, make it clear what we're doing with the first pick in the draft because they want maximum eyeballs to tune in for the first 15 minutes on ABC, ESPN, and NFL Network to see what happens. I, I think that's why he said what he said, Chris. I, I, Mike, you, you brought that to my attention like maybe two years ago, I think it was, and I, I think you're, you're right. I think you're spot on. I mean, it, it is, it's part of the show. It is. just, to, And again, even though we know – they're going to pick Trevor Lawrence, you know, as long as they don't say it, we still go into it thinking, well, I don't know if somebody makes them an offer, they can't, you know, refuse who knows what they'll do. It just does. It adds a little theater, but come on, let's be serious. We know, we know. Yeah. I, I think Zach Wilson's the best quarterback in the draft. I do, but uh, urban Meyer took that job because of Trevor Lawrence. That's why he took the job. And of course, all the hype and the attention that comes with Trevor Lawrence and people have been spoon fed for the last three years that he's the greatest thing to come out since, you know, sliced bread or whatever that is. So there's just too much fanfare. He's too good of a player. He's too big in that part of the country um, that I just that that's who's going there. Urban Meyer could say whatever he wants or whatever. And you know, I know, like, I like where he was like, he made a, a comment like, you know, I, I know him, but I don't really know him. Yeah, right. You know him. We saw you at his pro day. You were all there helping him out and doing everything. So uh, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence at number one. And I don't see there's any way of that not happening. He, he said at a press conference and he repeated to Peter King that he was there hovering over Trevor Lawrence so he could, number one, put pressure on him. And number two, hear the ball come out of his hands. And I think it's important that he got that kind of a look at Lawrence, Chris, because Zach Wilson, and we're going to talk more about his pro day coming up in yeah. a little bit, but Meyer wasn't there for the pro day. And I saw somebody suggest that this was some sort of a smokescreen or something. Well, the smokescreen would be to be there. That would be the thing that maybe if the Jets have fallen completely in love with Zach Wilson, maybe there's a way to get the Jets to come up to one and take Wilson. You still get Lawrence at two. You have to act like you're interested in Wilson to sell that. Not going to the Zach Wilson Pro Day underscores the fact that you're all in right. on Trevor Lawrence. Agreed. And there's no reason to be coy about it. There's no one that's going to jump you, and there's no other way you're going to get Trevor Lawrence unless you convince the other teams that you're interested in someone else. No, I, I, yes. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said there. Uh, you know, we laid out all the reasons of why you take a Trevor Lawrence. And then, you know, there's, of course, a lot of football reasons too. Trevor Lawrence is really good. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson's better. But Trevor Lawrence is worthy of the number one pick in the NFL draft. There's no doubt about that. I got no issue with that whatsoever. And I do think with Urban Meyer – you know, and the offense that he's going to run is going to be very similar to what we've seen with Urban Meyer at Ohio State, at Florida, at Utah, wherever. And that's going to be in a quarterback in a shotgun and a quarterback than Trevor Lawrence, who's going to be running an offense that's similar to what he ran in college. Yeah, it's going to be shotgun, hand it off, read options, you know, quick screen out to the wide receiver, and then some aggressive down the field throws off of 
some of those type of things we just talked about. But it is, I expect it to be more of a college type offense. Trevor Lawrence fits that, and I, I fully expect it to be that guy. I do. You know, Urban Meyer also told Peter King that there's zero chance he's going to be another Nick Saban and hang around for a couple of years and then be gone. I, I, I don't think you ever want to say zero chance of anything. You, you don't know, and a lot can happen between now and the end of the 2022 season, two years in for Urban Meyer. So, yeah, you know, we, 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 we look. We, we know to take these things with a grain of salt by now, don't we? I will not be the Alabama coach. I mean, if he's happy, he'll stay. If he's not, why stay? He's on the wrong side of 55, as am I. And uh, why are you going to do anything at that age that you aren't happy doing? You should never do anything. Life's too short to do things you're not happy doing. But as you get closer and closer to the end of the road... Why do things you don't want to do, Chris? It makes no sense. No, no, it, it, it does not. I, I expect, you know, him, really, I look at it to think that this would probably be Urban Meyer's last job. You know, I don't worry about Urban going somewhere else or being one of those type of things like Nick Saban from Miami to Alabama. I worry more about like what we've talked about with Urban Meyer in the past when they first talked about hiring him. It's just that after two, three years, he, we, we've seen he, he can get burnt out. You know, I understand it's a stressful job. He seems like he's a psycho in a good way. Right. And I mean that. And the fact that, yeah, he can't leave his job at the job. He takes it home. He thinks about it. It stresses him out. You know, it, it probably goes into his personal life. All of those things. That's what you worry about with Urban Meyer. I'm interested to see how he, you know, just he acts and feels in the NFL altogether because in the NFL, I will say, you know, there is less BS, for lack of a better way to say it. You know, you're not having to recruit and write letters and call this guy and, oh, let me talk to little Johnny's mommy and daddy because his mommy and daddy aren't happy that he didn't play last week and all that kind of crap. You know, he might find it refreshing and might just be like, man, this is just football. And the only thing I got to do every now and then is just tell a guy, like, why were you late for meetings today or this or that? There's less babysitting to go on. And I think I'm interested to see maybe if he kind of finds it refreshing or does he kind of find it like, oh, this isn't for me. I'm a college guy altogether. It'll be interesting to see how it all goes. You can't stack the deck with 10 first no, round picks every can't year. Do that. That's, That's right. That's the problem. That is. The other side of it, though, is your season is done with one or two losses if you're at Ohio State because your objective is to win the national championship right. and one or two losses. It's gone. It's over. You can go 7-5 and five through 12 games and still win the Super Bowl. You can hover around 500 if you are able, when the season is on the line, to find the gas pedal. Now, you still have to have good players. And again, you can't stack the deck with great players. And I think that's what frustrated Nick Saban, among other things. I just think he is suited to being in a college town. I think his wife prefers to be in a college town. The pro game was not for him. He tried it. It didn't work, and he's never had any inclination to come back and try to rectify it. He knows what he wants to do, and he's doing what he wants to do. And that's going to be the question for Urban Meyer. Is this what you want to do once you've had a full year or two of it? And right. if it isn't, why, why keep going just to prove that you were right when you said there's zero chance? How can he say with certainty there's zero chance? When he has no idea what it's going to feel like. Oh, you I can talk you. to everyone who's right. ever coached at the NFL level, and you still don't know how it's going to feel for you when you do it. No, I, I'm with you, Mike, and I'm, I'm certainly not believing any coach when it comes to any of that stuff. Come on, we've already brought this up. Shanahan, Lynch, we're going to keep this quarterback. We're going to do this in the draft. We don't know. Don't listen to any of them with any of this stuff. You know, And, and, and to Urban Meyer's defense, too, you know, in his own mind, he probably does think it's zero right now. It's like a great athlete. They convince themselves, like, this is it. This is all I'm going to do. I'll never do that again. Oh, until, oh, the Notre Dame gets job gets offered to me five years from now. Oh, then maybe I'll get into that. You know, I mean, we don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not trying to say No, it. but you're, no, no, but you're right, I mean. because right. really, what, 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 and what else can he say? Right. There are many must-lie situations for football coaches. 
Peter King asks him, are you going to be like Nick Saban? Is he going to say, well, I don't know. I have to see. <laughs> then then, then that, that bumps <laughs> yeah, the 49ers trade right. off of our top segment of the show. Urban Meyer isn't sure he's sold on the NFL. And then <laughs> right. we've talked about that for 30 right. minutes. So he said what he had to say to keep it from being a story. Deep down, though, you reserve the right to change your mind. And we've seen him change his mind many times. And especially guys who have made their career at the college level where there is so much easy mobility. One of the things he said is he was trying to put his staff together. He yeah. didn't realize these NFL contracts are like real. Like you just can't walk away whenever you feel like it and go coach somewhere else. Right. No, at the college level, it's easier to do. At the NFL, it's a different ball game, but no one is going to force you to stay if you don't want to stay. And I think that's what it comes down to, to Urban Meyer. You know, the one thing that's been guarded pretty closely is what the Jaguars are paying him. I was told he wanted $12 million a year, and there was some weird rebuttal to that. Like, he doesn't, okay, he wants less than that. I mean, what? why is someone fighting back against the notion that he wanted $12 million a year? They've managed to keep under wraps what he's actually getting. I, I think that is going to be a factor at some point, right? I mean, you have to weigh the headache, the pain in the butt, the stress against the compensation. And the more you make, the more crap you're willing to put up with. So I think that's part of it as well. Where's that 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 dividing line between they're paying me enough that yeah. I'll deal with something that really isn't great right. versus they're not paying me enough and I'm too old for this crap. No, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, it's, it's a different intensity when the NFL compared to the college. Like we talked about college where you, you got to worry about – kids and their parents and the recruiting and all of that you know NFL yeah you don't have to do as much as that type of stuff I mean we know that and you're going to get a few breaks here and there but you know the intensity of the work goes up another level and like you said you can't go into the game going well I got 10 first round picks and this team we're playing has got none of them we're, we're okay we don't have to do anything crazy X's and O's wise if we just play football and tackle and do the right things, we'll win the football game. Now it becomes, wait, no, no. My X's and O's need to be the difference in the football game to help our team win. I don't have the talent advantage. So it's the grind of that. And then the season getting over and the grind of getting into film right away and free agency. And everybody's looking at the same players. And where am I going to find the advantage of, you know, I think this guy for a little less money can fit my team and all of that in the draft. That's where it just it's a different intensity. And it's more pressure, I think, on the coach, you know, from that standpoint as far as pure, pure football expectations and less personal I can communicate to people and recruit expectations and that's where I'll be interested to see how Urban Meyer really handles all that and you've got to adapt quickly to a new world we've seen him complain about free agency in the NFL how you have to evaluate and agree to terms with guys you don't get a chance to fully vet he's talked about all sorts of differences between yeah. the pro game and the college game all he knows is the college game so here he is 56 57 and he's jumping into something that is football but it's very different from the football that he's used to we'll, we'll see how it goes for him but yep uh, it could go very well like Jimmy Johnson it could go very poorly like Nick Saban or it could end up somewhere in between we'll find out coming up this fall. Zach Wilson's pro day was on Friday and Zach Wilson uh, looked pretty good, Chris. I, I, I don't remember your tweet from the thing, but I have a feeling it it uh, we're going to see it here. The game is played on the field, but what we saw from Zach Wilson today, there's no comparison between his workout and Trevor Lawrence's. It was out of this world awesome. The degree of difficulty of the workout was high, and he made so many high-level throws. The one that stands out for me, and I think it was his last throw of the day when he's going cross-body, yeah. running right to left, right, and threw a laser. <laughs> I mean, it was a Mahomes throw. And you've been saying all along, this guy has Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes qualities. He showed him off. There it is. Sprinting yeah, left. Yeah, Look mean, at that. Thrown and right. And Trevor Lawrence like, I can't do that. Oh, they didn't say that. He just said sheesh. Yeah, well. That's LeBron James line, Trevor. Yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I mean, yes, that was a special workout. And I know it's not, yeah, it's not 11 out of 11 in real football. But still, you know, what we saw there really was a quarterback that went, I'm going to put on a show. I'm going to show you guys that, hey, yeah, I could throw to the wide-open receiver, you know, the 10-yard cool route and the 10-yard out route and do all that. But let me show you what I can do when the game's on the line. Or, you know, our team's not very good and we don't have great pass protection. Our people aren't open. 
let me show you that because, hey, I'm going to be a top five pick, and that's most likely the situation I'm going to be in. And let me show you what I can do in all those situations where, hey, the team fails us, but look, I still can do all of this type of stuff, right? And I know, listen, there's a lot of quarterbacks in football who can make those type of throws and all of that. There's no doubt. But that, that still, we don't see that type of degree of difficulty or workouts laid out like what we just saw there. If we did, right, I mean, if it, was, if it was that easy, all quarterbacks would do it. There is great pressure in having a workout like this, Mike, with having this kind of degree of difficulty throws. Listen, other quarterbacks, if they did this, right, and all of a sudden, wait, I've made a no-look throw and I've run to the, the left and thrown a ball across the field to the right and, oh, now I'm fading away to the left and no feet on the ground throwing a 40-yard corner route to the right – and you miss a few of those throws, all of a sudden things compound and the workout's like, oh, no, I'm, I've missed five in a row. This kid's so good going, no, no, I can do this, and I might miss one, but that's as bad as it's going to get. I'm going to hit all the other ones and do that. I mean, that was an awesome workout to watch and blew me away and showed really the high-level talent the kid has in his arm and his feet and really just the explosive athlete he is to go along with it. All the obsession over mechanics and getting a good brace and moving your hips and your body and all that stuff. And remember, we were at the Super Bowl a few years ago, and you had me. You point with your shoulder. Yeah. And you follow through all the things that you do to throw it right, and then you have a guy like Zach Wilson, who's like a Patrick Mahomes, who can be any arm angle, any base, one foot on the ground, no feet on the ground, making those throws all arm. That's what's amazing, and that's what's special, and that's why Chris. I mean, I. Look, the Jaguars know what they're getting with Trevor Lawrence. They're yeah. happy with Trevor Lawrence. He's a great prospect. But if it's Jaguars, Lawrence, and Wilson, Jets, what, what a strange dotted line between two franchises that otherwise have nothing in common that will have something in common because I think we're all going to pay close attention to the development of Lawrence in Jacksonville and the development of Wilson with the Jets, if that's what the Jets do. And if they don't, it's going to be Wilson in San Francisco. No, I mean, you, I mean, you're right. It's going to be, you know, again, it's we do this. It's, you know, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, RG3, Andrew Luck, you know, Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers. I mean, yeah, they're going to be connected to a degree. There's no doubt about that. And, hey, again, we think Jacksonville's going Trevor Lawrence – I, I do think that workout the other day by Zach Wilson makes them a little uncomfortable because everybody that 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 is eye popping. You know, there's a reason the NFL was a little, you know, up in chatter and talking about that workout because there's not many people who have put on that type of show with that degree of difficulty of throws and things like that. And then passed it, you know, with flying colors in the way he did where it wasn't just like, oh, wow, that looked cool. It was like, oh, wow. That's special. And look at the results that go along with it. And, you know, Mike, he's too, what, you know, you talked about like the mechanics and things like that. Really, what it is is when the mechanics get so good and they're so ingrained to you and it's just part of your game, it's like Steph Curry, right? Hey, I can stand here and make a three pointer all day. I've mastered that. I know the exact mechanics to do it every time. Now, let me move out five feet farther. Wait, let me do it off the dribble. Let me do it when I'm taking a step to the right and I step back and do it. And that's what you see from Mahomes or Zach Wilson or Rodgers. They go, wait, I got the normal thing mastered. Now let me show you what I can do off of that. And their ability to still create the right mechanics with no feet on the ground or do anything like that is special. And that's where, you know, again, Zach Wilson's special, special. I think he showed why, for me, he's the best quarterback in the draft. And I got to think that the New York Jets finally just went, okay, um, workout. Wait, no, check. No, wait, erase the check. Star, star, star. That was amazing. We found our quarterback of the future. One of the realities of modern life is there are too many damn things to choose from. And the best example that I can point to, yeah, all of the streaming platforms out there, Peacock. I got to mention Peacock first, obviously. Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, all the others, Paramount Plus now on. What are you what are we gonna watch? And even when you pick the platform to peruse, you can spend an hour looking for something to watch. Life gets complicated when there's too many choices. I say that not because I've lost my mind, although I possibly have. 
Is it possible Urban Meyer didn't go personally to the BYU workout to see Zach Wilson because he didn't want his mind cluttered with doubt about Trevor Lawrence? That if he's standing there behind Zach Wilson, mask on, nose out, hovering over Zach Wilson, and hears that ball zing right out of his hand and sees how he's moving, and and he may say to himself, am I... Are we sure we're taking the right guy here? Oh, thank you very much. But, uh, you know, if you don't show up for the Zach Wilson workout, you never put yourself in that dilemma, Chris. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, I I hear you there, Conspiracy Mike. Okay, I hear you (laughs) all the way. I mean, I I get it. You know, hey, Trevor Lawrence, first of all, like we just talked about, that's the reason Urban Meyer took the job. He's huge in that part of the country. He's also the safe pick, you know. It would take incredible guts, cojones, whatever. Okay, I got it right. Kahone, tomato, yeah. tomato. I, it would take, you know, big time guts to now take Zach Wilson at number one. There's no doubt about that. But again, I think there's something to like what you're saying too. Hey, you watch that workout. You know, we had what Sam uh, Sam Weish, right? Is that his name from the NFL Network? There Steve. talking, Steve Weish. Excuse me, thank you, Steve. Steve's at all these workouts. Not that he's a quarterback expert, but he sees them all. He was trying to tell everybody with his microphone that, whoa, this is different. The ball popping out of this guy's hand is like, it's eye popping. Like I've been to these workouts and I haven't seen the ball explode out of a guy's hand like I have here. Wait, this guy's fading away. And there was 67 yard post, you know, with no feet on on the ground. You know, it's that type of stuff. Daniel Jeremiah, you hear him. You know, he's chuckling about, like, oh, he's going to put on a show. Oh, I think here at the end he's going to do this and all that. You know, so, again, this this talent of this kid, it, 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 it pops out, not only in this workout, but where I get excited is I go, wait, 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 I saw this on film, and now I see it in the workout, too. And that's where I get really excited to go, we could have something special here with this kid, and you could have an Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, you know, Matt LaFleur type combination with the Jets and Robert Sala and Michael LaFleur, and I think that's got to excite Jets fans. 6'2 and a tenth, 214 pounds, right. hand size, nine and a half inches. Do you happen to remember, Chris? Let's see how well you know your quarterback. Yep. Do you happen to remember the statistics comparable from Patrick Mahomes four years ago? Ooh, well, I think the hand size is right around nine and a half, right? Nine and a quarter. Yeah, nine and a quarter. Okay, so there's Smaller that. Smaller hands than Zach Wilson. Smaller hands. The, the, the day, it doesn't matter anymore, the, the hand thing. The way these quarterbacks now are gripping the football, like we've talked a little bit, where they grip it towards the high end of the ball to where they basically almost make it where only one hand, one finger is on the lace or anything like that, and they get the small part of the ball up there to where now it's almost like a baseball in their hand. Like, hand size is overrated. I don't know what else to say to you. It's, that, that day is done. Just as is being 6'5", 235, and I'm a franchise quarterback. That's overrated, too. It's done. It's over. With the lack of ability to hit the quarterbacks and do that type of stuff, and these quarterbacks are so athletic now, too, and can move and get out of the harm's way, who gives a damn? You know, People talk about his size as a big thing. Hey, we're, we see too many quarterbacks. They're smaller, and they're they're still. Drew Brees just retired. It's been tw- he's small. He's not that big, you know. And 214 pounds. I hear this all the time with Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence was 210 pounds. So stop making it a big thing, you know. Th- this kid's plenty big enough, and I think he's from what I've been told, Mike. Like, can windmill dunk, reverse dunk, like. That's where I'm a little feel. I wanted to see him run the 40 and do the vertical because from what I've told him by people in the NFL circles, he could have put up some really impressive numbers there too. And, of course, we got to see a little bit of what he is on that field the other day. He was 6'2 and a tenth. Mahomes was measured at 6'2 at the Combine in 2017. So Wilson actually a little bit taller. Now, Mahomes was 225 at the Combine. Wilson 214. When you throw like that, it just doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how big your hand is. When you can do what we saw Wilson do on Friday, 
it doesn't matter. And I really do wonder whether or not Urban Meyer specifically stayed away because he doesn't want his brain cluttered for the next five weeks with doubt that Wilson may end up being the better guy than Trevor Lawrence. Sam Darnold or Jimmy G is an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Which guy would you rather have your hands on for 2021 if you could get both for the same price? Same price, same trade value, same whatever. Which guy would you rather have? Well, Jimmy G has a little more, you know, experience or schooling, you know, even though he probably, when you look at a total games played or whatever, it's probably not that big of a number is for Jimmy G. I think there's no question for my money, though, that Sam Donald has more physical ability and would, his ceiling would excite me more than Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, one, I think his arm is stronger than Jimmy G. Two, I think he's a better athlete altogether than Jimmy G as far as moving around the pocket. You know, Sam Darnold's great feet hopping around the pocket and even getting outside the pocket. Maybe not a guy, again, that's going to run for 30 yards down the sideline or anything like that, but can have, you know, a lot of eight and 10 yard scrambles while also avoiding a lot of trash in the pocket and playing backyard football. So, yes, I, I would take Sam Darnold over Jimmy G uh, if I was the offensive coordinator. All right, let's take a quick break. When we return, the offseason program is coming. The question is, will it be like last year where it's all virtual, or will it be like the year before when players actually were in the building and on the field? We'll talk about what the NFLPA wants when PFT Live continues right after this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Alvin Kamara was not pleased at the suggestion on Sunday that the NFL owners are expected to expand the regular season to 17 games this week. If that was news to Alvin Kamara, what's he been doing the last three or four months? I was stunned yesterday that that Shefty tweet was treated as news. Anyone who's been paying attention knows it's going to 17. That was a done deal three months ago. It was already clear. Peter King wrote about it several weeks ago, what the formula is going to be for the 17th game, how it's all going to work. It's a done deal. But for a lot of these players, now that they're no. waking up to it, Chris, right. they're not going to be happy with it. And a lot of them voted against the CBA from 2020 that gave the NFL the power to move to 17 games. But we all knew this was coming. And we're going to hear, just like with Thursday Night Football, you know, for several years, there were complaints, 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 and eventually they reached acceptance. This is just the way it is. And I think that's what's going to happen here. There's going to be complaints, complaints, complaints about 17 games, and then... At some point down the line, there'll be enough players in the NFL who knew coming in they were signing up for 17 games that they won't complain anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, first off, I think players in general, yeah, they don't pay it. They hear these things during the year, you know, leading up to last season and all that, but they don't really. No, they're not in the weeds like you and me, especially with this specific type stuff. Sometimes, to where they don't know how real it's getting. But again, it speaks to just the bigger parts of the union a little bit and not being able to get all on the same page and understand maybe all the elements of what you're voting for and doing things like that all together. You know, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't want 17 games. I don't. I, I, I don't. And, I, you know, again, I think it's a little hypocritical in the fact that we're talking about another game and the, playoff, the player safety issues and all that, too. Uh, but it is what it is, and you're right. We've known it's coming for a long time, and it's been talked about really for like the last two years where we thought 
it's going to happen at some point in the next two to three years. But as it relates to player safety, yeah. and, and I know that there could be greater long-term consequences, but short-term, the teams, I assume, will be responsible when it comes to how much they work guys in training camp and in practice and how much they parse out reps during games that count, how much they use guys in the preseason. They want to protect their investments yeah. short-term. Right. Long-term is a different issue. But short-term health and safety, it's not like you're going to treat these guys like rental cars and drive them into a ditch. They still have reason to keep their players healthy enough I get it. so they're available when the playoffs roll around. Yeah, I know, but it, so but we you know, but they still need them to get to the playoffs. So there's they're, it's not going to be treated any different. It's going to be like, "Hey, we got another game. Go smash your head in the wall, okay? That's what you paid paid to do." You know, what I don't like is just a little bit of like the well, I hear this from, you know, uh, we took a preseason game away and added like like they, like that was apples to apples. Oh, okay, right. You mean you took away the preseason game for Alvin Kamara where he was going to play three snaps and just do warm-ups and now oh, you gave him the other game and now he's going to have 55 snaps of running into a middle linebacker at 4-4 each of them. You know, oh great, that's good. That was an equal swap. No problem. So, yes, I have an issue with that too. Not necessarily with like the short-term health too either, Mike. It's just like we've talked about in the past. It's, you know, another game to get hurt and maybe not be able to play the next year and get all the money you might get. You know, it might take away another year of your career, all that after a few years of 17-game seasons. There's those aspects, I think, that don't get talked about in this conversation enough. I agree with you completely, but it's the reality. Yeah. And the, the supply of potential NFL players continues to far outweigh the demand and anyone who says no they'll be replaced by someone who says yes that's just the way it's going and one of the most overlooked realities of the new tv deals the ability of the nfl to pull the plug on all of them after seven years i think that seven years is where we need to watch the potential for 18 games when it's time to shop the the deals again because i firmly believe the nfl will exercise its right to pull the plugs and go back to the market and make more money that's when i think we need to watch for an 18th game because they still want an 18th game more inventory as the gambling spreads and the money goes up you increase inventory and once they've increased inventory as far as they can to 18 chris that's when expansion is going to start to be a subject for the nfl and with all these young quarterbacks now who are getting it done that's the way the ball's moving. And really, expansion makes more sense than increasing the regular season. More jobs, more teams, same number of total games. I would rather see expansion of the league than expansion of the regular season. You you would. You'd rather see expansion. I got to think about that one for sure. I'm not sure if I would. Five years ago, I would have said no way. But look at how they're bringing these quarterbacks out of college. They're integrating them immediately and how effective they are. We don't have the problem that we had five years ago where there weren't enough bad quarterbacks no. to go around. Now there's enough good quarterbacks to go around. No, I, I think that's real, too. And you're right. There's there's enough good players to go around and guys that are backups and things that it could be league starters and that. that yeah, we probably could handle another team or two in the NFL for sure. There's no doubt about that. You know, but we'll see where this goes. As far as this is concerned, too, you know, there's two aspects of this, too, that, you know, I kind of that you, we heard about as far as this this weekend. Yeah, the 17-game season, players are getting their heads wrapped around that. But then there's the aspect, too, of like where I hear about Mike, I'm just going to bring this up, is you know the NFLPA talking about no offseason again this year. What? No. That's the wrong approach, NFLPA. The wrong approach. Abort mission. Abort mission. You know, you don't condition yourself for a 17-game season by, wait, wait for it, not conditioning yourself. I mean, what? <laughs> no. Come on. See, this is what's happening when people that like haven't played enough football or do that are are being made letting them to make these decisions or you're letting guys who have played a lot of football and are at the end of their career and they like the sound of that. That's not That's the, the best Bruce the Arians league. argument. Right. No, the Bruce Arians argument is when the NFLPA doesn't want an off-season program, this is about the veterans not wanting to risk their jobs because young guys have had a chance to develop Definitely. and learn. You know, this union is so different from a normal, typical union where the rank and file are all on the same page. 
This is a zero-sum game that goes from 90 down to 53, and for every guy who makes the team, somebody else doesn't. The guys who run the union are the guys typically who are older and who would benefit from having no off-season program. Because, you know, the solution is simple, because the NFLPA is concerned, Chris, is the pandemic. Well, all you got to say is you got to be vaccinated to participate in the off-season program. It's all voluntary anyway. Sure. So volunteer to get vaccinated. You can volunteer to show up. But the problem is the young the young guys will do it. They'll do whatever they have to do to get an opportunity. So the, the older guys who would rather not be there feel like they have to be there to protect their turf. Otherwise, some young guy that costs next to nothing is going to impress the coach. And then when training camp rolls around, that guy's got a leg up. Agreed. So the older guy is going to have to fight and scratch and claw to save his salary because the young guy is in the good graces of the coach and has shown that he can learn. And, and that's why you can call it voluntary all you want. It's not voluntary. Not as long as you got 90 guys in camp and it's going to be whittled down to 53. No, no, exactly right. You know, and you, you know, you laid it out perfectly. The veteran has all the advantages in those type of situations. You know, the young guy, of course, yeah, is, 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 he's got a lot to learn. You know, it's a different game from college to the NFL. It really is, let alone like, you know, yeah, those guys are still growing into their body and, and becoming better physical specimens as they go too. They need that practice. They need, you know, and then ultimately too, the conditioning is important. We talked about this already. I mean, we saw guys drop like flies early last year. Football shape is a real thing. Yeah, we're running, we're lifting. Yeah, we're running, we're lifting. That's great. Okay, now there's, hey, it's OTAs. Hey, now we get to put that running and lifting out onto the football field and get to do all these awkward moments where I got to flip around and twist this way and, you know, get down low and then explode and do all this. All right, now my body's ready to do that. Okay, now we're going to train some more. You get a little time off and you come back and you go, hey, remember all those things we did in the spring? We're going to do them now. Oh, but now we're going to have a week of that. And now we can get ready to hit each other at full speed and do that, you know, every other day with pads on and all that. There's all a process to that as far as helping the football player not only develop as a player, but to help them develop physically so they're the most ready to go into a 17-game season and not get hurt. And that's where I, I, I just worry about the players and want to make sure they have that aspect. Where will Jimmy G play in Whoa. 2021? That's the subject of our Monday draft. We'll do that next here on Pro Football Talk Live. Poll question from over the weekend. Who will be the 49ers week one starting quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo, 35%, I think. I'm squinting a little bit there. Number three overall pick with 56%, someone else 8%. So, and plenty voted, nearly 20,000 voted, and that was the response. Whoever the number three overall pick is will be the starter. Our draft for today, Christopher, where will Jimmy Garoppolo play in 2021? Uh, who's got the trivia question? Do we have one? No, we got to no go. Trivia. We, we got to move. Go. We got to move. Somebody talked too much earlier in the show and it wasn't you. <laughs> all right. Take the first pick. All right. Fine. I'll take it. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go to the Carolina Panthers right now. If you're going to make me pick one team right now, we're sitting here. We know they don't want Teddy Bridgewater. They can say whatever they want. We know the facts are out there. You know, I, I, I expect the 49ers, yes, to be taking a quarterback at number three. I expect it to be Mac Jones, and Jimmy G is going to be available. So I'm going to go Carolina Panthers. Makes sense, too. I do think he could run that Joe Brady offense and, and really fit in nicely there. I saw a report over the weekend that just felt like somebody was throwing a dart to create some likes and retweets on Twitter that the Patriots aren't actively pursuing Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever that means. No, you're not pursuing him at $25 million. You're going to bide your time. You're going to wait to make the move at the right time. You're going to get him for a good deal if and when you get him. They weren't actively pursuing Cam Newton last March either. So I think the Patriots, to me right now, are the most likely alternative. At far less than $25 million, it'll be Garoppolo and Cam Newton competing and May the best man win, and may the best man face Tom Brady when the Buccaneers come to town during the 2021 season, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you there. That's it's my mind, you know, mind went to that pretty quickly when I first heard the news with the 49ers. I just thought, oh man, you know, will this make New England get back into the Jimmy G, 
you know, conversation as far as, yeah, who cares? We got Cam Newton. I don't know. That I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what goes on there, certainly. And we know that Belichick and Shanahan have a relationship, so I'm sure there'll be some open communication if, if New England does want to do that. Um, all right, my next pick, I, I'm, mm, I'm going to go to the Denver Broncos. I am. I mean, I'm trying to go, you know, I just I look at that right now and go, okay, I like Drew Locke. I think you and I both like Drew Locke. We see some talent where you go, wow, like there's some throws and some athletic ability that are they're eye-popping. I think there's some elite traits to what he can do. But we also know there's a little bit of that, I don't want to say Jameis, there's a little bit of that Jameis Winston factor too where you go, what? Why'd you throw that? Or why, why, why? There was three guys there. Don't try to fit that in. The guy underneath was wide open. Um, so we've heard Denver, you know, in the Deshaun Watson conversation. And, you know, as of right now, that's not looking great. I, I just got to think that at the very least with Drew Locke, you can't just roll out the red carpet for him this year. You can't just be like, here, man, we got nothing next behind you that's, that's even a threat at all. We're just going to all go down in flames with you if you go down in flames. Like, I just don't think Vic Fangio is going to do that. I just would have a hard time. So I think at the very least, they're going to bring some sort of competition in or something like that. And that's where I'll go with Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo to the Denver Broncos. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. Yeah. Nick Casario is there now as the general manager. He drafted, well, Bill Belichick did, but Casario was right-hand man when Garoppolo was drafted in 2014. And I know that they, they have Tyrod Taylor to a $10, $12 million a year deal up to something like that, whatever the case may be. But if they're going to move to Sean Watson or yeah. if he's not going to be available because he's on the commissioner exempt list or because he's sitting out, do you need somebody else? I know they traded for Ryan Finley, but if Garoppolo's available at a good price, the Texans make sense. Yeah, I, I hear that. That's definitely what, what popped in my mind, too. That would have been my next pick after this. Uh, it, it's There's a lot of New England down there. You know, I still think they're going to run the New England type of system on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that, you know, there's got to be some people in that building, a.k.a. Nick Casaria, who like Jimmy Garoppolo and know he, what he can do. So that makes sense. That, 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 that definitely does. Um, this is now where we get into the area of like, I don't know if there's any real reality to maybe some of these next teams. OK, the next one I'm going to go to is I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'll, I'll throw them out there, even though I think that's really unlikely. I just look at it and go, wait, are they just going to, again, kind of like we just talked with Denver, you're just going to go all in with Jalen Hurts and just go, if he just if he fails, we're just going to let him fail and we're going to go 2-14? and 14? Or are they going to have something there to, wait, kind of, you know, salvage the, the ship or whatever? Uh, I, I don't know. There's not a lot of other possibilities to me after what the teams we've just picked. So I'll go Eagles as my last pick here. Here's where I want to be a real jerk and say Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just for fun. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Right. right? Wouldn't that be something? Right. Um, I, I, you know. Yeah, just becoming it? You're just, you're, or you, I, you mean just to well, be who I, you I are? I really want to, I really want to be who you I are. I really want to be a full-fledged jerk. I'm not going to lie not, where I made you know, a mistake. Restrained. We could just, I could have just said he goes back to the 49ers. That's, That's what I'm taking, 49ers. Yeah. yeah. Even, look, I. For all the reasons we discussed earlier and all the points I've made on Twitter over the past few days, I believe that you don't make this move yeah. and keep Jimmy Garoppolo around. Right. But I can't rule out the possibility they'll do something I don't expect, something yeah. that I would think is not the smart thing to do. And maybe they, hey, they, they, they're the ones who have the jobs. They put the Super Bowl team together two years ago. They may be comfortable rolling the dice. I would be stunned if he's back at $25 million for this year. Right. I think if he stays, it's going to be for less money or they're going to turn it into a higher incentive package. You can get $25 million if you play all 16 games, if you, you know, have X number of yards, if you do this, if you do that, if we make the playoffs. That's what I would do. Take money away and give him a chance to earn it back. But... Uh, the 49ers, to me, once we've exhausted all these other options, I, I'd say that they have to still be on the radar screen. I was thinking the Bears, maybe. I know. They've already they've already gone all in for Dalton, but but the Bears would make sense. The Dolphins could make sense. The There's Dolphins that Brian Flores-New England right? connection. Yeah. Right. I know. that they, they, they definitely crossed my mind. I even thought about, like, I mean, for, for the sake of the exercise, you know, 
I don't know, in some crazy world, the Jets. I mean, I just, I, that's one of the teams I wrote down. But yes, I don't know if any of, any of them logically make sense other than really, I, I think, our first four picks, which were, you know, the Patriots, the Panthers, the Houston Texans, the Broncos. I could see all those happening. I'm with you. Yeah, the 49ers possibly, but I don't see that either. You make a move to go to number three, you know, quarterback, you think, okay, they're going to make him the guy. Uh, and, and, of course, I don't really see the Eagles happening either, but, but it'll be interesting and something to watch here. One more to keep an eye on. What? One more. If he gets cut and if Russell Wilson gets traded, that would be intriguing. To I say the you. least. I don't think that's Jimmy dead G either up yet. In Seattle. I don't. I'm not yeah. I, right. I mean, I don't know. I just get the feeling from people in league circles that that's still that's still a possibility that Russell yes. Wilson staying at Seattle is still not a hundred percent lock. And we'll see once we get through draft weekend if that what the reality is there. Although he's been very positive on social media about the moves the team has been making. So go, go Hawks. Hawks. We're gonna wrap up this <laughs> Monday edition of PFT Live Reaction. Oh, there it is, the pina colada. Oh, yeah. If you like pina coladas, getting caught in the rain, smoking a fatty, not using Man, cocaine. My kind of weekend. <laughs> so, things that you may have missed. Uh, Buccaneers keeping the band together. Another check mark, seven out of eight. Leonard Fournette's back. The last one's AB. Yes or no? Is AB a buck in 2021? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no that he is not. I, I don't know why. I got no reason for that. I just feel like, uh, I mean, hey, they gave him a, a second chance. He did okay with it. Now they're going to just go move on. We, we got a good team here. A little nugget that I picked up Saturday morning, because of the grievance Shaq Barrett filed last year when he was franchise tagged, his tag number would have been $20.577 million this year if they had tagged him. Makes it more understandable in hindsight why they didn't and went with Chris Godwin instead. Sammy Watkins yeah. landing with the Baltimore Ravens. Back with Greg Roman. They were together in Buffalo. Two downfield threats now, Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins. If he can stay healthy, that it, could be exciting, a big Exciting, exciting. I think, it, again, it, it speaks to, I think, the kind of guys that Baltimore might have to get, though, you know, sometimes here in free agency and wide receiver. Like, hey, there's not the deal you want. You know, your health is a question. Come here and you can prove yourself. That's exciting. And the Ravens getting Jerron – I mean, the Chiefs getting Jerron Reed, another big one this, this weekend, Mike. Next to Chris Jones. Yeah. Should be interesting. That's it for today. Have a great Monday. See you tomorrow. See ya. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.